Sam Howell is expected to start for the Washington Commanders in Week 18. What are the chances that he ends up being their starting quarterback in Week 1 of 2023? All that and more in this episode of the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Lockdown Dynasty Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. She is Kate Magic. Follow her on Twitter at Kate Magic. New Twitter handle. Uh, Kate. What's going on? Nothing, Marcus. It's nice to be back. We had a couple of days off. and uh, But this is kind of our first time talking about football since the DeMar Hamlin injury. Uh, we got some great news. Uh, do you want to share that with our listeners? Cause I, listen, I'd I, love to. It's made, it's made my day. I'm very excited. And I think... Um, it's made all of our I days, think, right? Yeah, it's the perfect way to start off a podcast. Yeah, so according to Ian Rappaport this morning, uh, DeMar Hamlin is addressing the team via FaceTime today. The breathing tube is out. He spent the morning uh, speaking to teammates uh, through FaceTime. And then later this morning, I believe he's going to give a a, a message to the entire team. I mean, just absolutely incredible considering where we were just a few days ago. Um, and, And I even tweeted, can you imagine what those guys in the locker room have to be feeling like getting a FaceTime call from DeMar Hamlet and hearing his voice and being able to talk to him uh, on this Friday morning? I can't imagine. Um, I I have to just, I don't know. I like, I'm elated. It like, it feels like, um, you know, this is, this is like a, a huge turning point. I don't even know what to say about it. It's, it's been a really emotional week uh, for those who are fans of football, um, those who are covering football. It's been really hard to find the line of like what actually feels important because nothing feels important, but everything feels important at the same time. Um, And I have to imagine that this Bill's locker room getting that FaceTime call. I like, I don't know what you, I, I don't know if, if I'm facing the Bills this week, man, I'm going to I'm going to be scared cuz this team is going to be going all out in oh, week yeah. 18. Like this is well, going to be a tough matchup and the, the Patriots they still have playoff implications on the line and So do the Bills. I think like they, they do. I mean, the yeah. Bills the Bills have to win this game to at least kind of keep pace with the Chiefs and potentially have the number 1 or number 2 seed. It's a big game and I I just wish I was in Buffalo this weekend watching that game because I think it's going to be very emotional. I think it's going to be fun with both teams needing it. Um, and you know what's what's really cool? But you Kate, know this defense is going to come out and squash Mac Jones like a pancake. Like Yes. Yes. I don't know. Over well, under three interceptions. Oh. Uh, Mac Jones is pretty safe with the ball. I'll go two interceptions. But you you know the cool thing about this game, though, is we can actually enjoy it. Uh, because of yep. the progress that DeMar Hamlin's made, right? The fact that he's talking to teammates. Like, it, it would be totally different if 
you know, Hamlin's status was still unknown, but with all the encouraging news, it's just going to make the game that much more fun uh, on Sunday. Yep. A hundred percent. Um, and like with that, Marcus, there's been a lot of chatter about, uh, what do your leagues do? The game has officially been canceled. Um, mm-hmm. so that's out the window. And prior to the news, uh, we had some teams that, you know, like settled the pot 50, 50, if your matchup was already decided, you know, prior to Monday night football, then great, you know, you're done. But there are still a lot of teams uh, who haven't yet decided how to navigate this very tricky situation in a very important week for fantasy. Yeah. Let me ask you, what's the best solution that you've seen so far? Okay, so I want to. This actually is something that I have not seen, but I dreamt about it last night, and I'm going to break the break the strategy here, fresh from my dreams. Um, so, Marcus, I don't know uh, if if you remember, we play in a fantasy basketball game together. Uh, mm-hmm. We uh, play a league on Sleeper, and basically, you have the ability to go in and lock certain performances, right? So, what I'm proposing is. If you haven't settled things out, if you still had players to go, uh, I'm proposing a hybrid system, uh, not a full replay of what you had in week 18, because, you know, you have a a lot of different, uh, like, teams need different things this week, right? Like, I have uh, Saquon Barkley in several of my fantasy matchups. I don't want to replay in week 18. Mm -hmm. Like, that's... That's not fair. That's not, um, yeah, that doesn't help you. Yep. That doesn't help me at all. I have Travis Etienne in a lot of leagues, which, like, again, doesn't help me, right? Like, a lot of uh, a lot of things on the line for key fantasy matchups are, you know, it kind of either, like, I don't know. There's There's just too many different variables here. I'm proposing a system where we have the option to lock – each performance from week 17 or right. or replay and that's that hybrid system is what i'm proposing so that you don't have to replay all of those matchups uh but again give you know everybody a shot if they want to replay week 18 uh, i think that's the best solution that uh doesn't force everybody to lose matchups that they already had uh, in play for I, I get prior. it. I like that one. I, I think that's a very easy way to continue on if you want to do that. I've got two ways that I've seen personally in my leagues over the last couple of days how the how the payouts have been resolved and how just the overall league has been resolved. But before I tell you guys about that, that's a tease. I want to tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. That's why daily fantasy works, right? Something weird happens, just. Pick it up the next week. All you have to do is pick two to five players. And if they score more or less than their prize pick projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. They are currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. 
Download the Price Pick app or go to PricePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKDOWN. If you deposit $100, they'll give you $100. You deposit $50, they'll give you $50. It's really that easy. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKDOWN at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, okay. A couple of my leagues. This is how things were resolved. I want your thoughts. The first one is more payout. So both owners agreed it wouldn't be fair to continue the week into week 18 for the exact reasons that you mentioned, right? Some guys aren't going to be playing. Um, you know, you don't want to get rid of the performances that you had. So what they did is these leagues were on ESPN and they took the win probability, right? Everybody's played on ESPN. It'll show you the, the odds that you win. Let's say it's 75-25. And that's how they ended up splitting the winnings, right? Let's say you have a hundred dollar, uh, you know, prize pool. Seventy five dollars goes to the team that has seventy five percent chance to win. Twenty five dollars goes to the, the second place team. D- does that seem somewhat fair to you? It does. Uh, I I really like that. Actually, that's a proposal that I've not seen before, uh, but I like that as opposed to the the same old sort of fifty fifty um, and and cut it down the line. Uh, I I really like that. Okay. So that's an obvious and easy way to do one. Uh, this one's a little tougher. Uh, maybe not tougher, but this one I thought was the coolest that I've seen. So I am in a uh, a dynasty league with uh, a bunch of other Cowboy writers and beat people. And it was a really close game. Both, one of the teams had Joe Burrow. One of them had Josh Allen. Um, fairly significant pr- uh, prize pool we have here. They decided just to, instead of worrying about divvying up the money, they donated it to DeMar Hamlin's foundation, called each other co-champions, and we moved on. Best way to remember the league that year. That's uh, that's awesome. That's super awesome. And uh, I have to imagine that DeMar Hamlin uh, waking up. Let's see what the latest GoFundMe total is because I'm. Uh, that's been my favorite game to play all week. $7.8 million. Yeah, my God. Incredible. Um, imagine being the person that not only gets to tell DeMar Hamlin, hey, um, you're you survived um but not just that uh your yeah. gofundme for the chasing ends foundation has 7.8 million dollars i have to imagine like i i want to see that reaction i want to see that reaction when he sees uh the way that nfl fans and teammates and yep. owners cool. executives that like it's the well, coolest thing i've ever seen I think fantasy players and dynasty players get a bad rap sometimes, especially from NFL players, because they feel like, listen, we've all seen it. The the worst fantasy players go out and call out their players on Twitter and on social media, and the players don't make money from fantasy. So I get it. But this is also why the fantasy community is awesome, right? And this is why it's so cool to to be a part of that is because you're, you're seeing things like this all the time where, very easily these guys could have just split the money and been very happy but instead they make the best out of a tough situation and it benefits everybody and now i think that our entire league is going to remember it as the year we had co-champions and that the we had a significant amount of money get donated to uh, a great cause so i just want to reiterate this is why we love fantasy and dynasty football so much yeah i mean it kind of sucks because like the the people that you generally see tagging players are like the worst of the worst. You never get to see the best of the best 
but sometimes you do. And usually it takes a bad situation to bring out the best of the best, or at least bring it to everybody's attention. Um, but I think that's the one thing that we can take away uh, from this situation is that there's uh, there's st- there's still some good out here in the Absolutely. world. We still got a, a lot that we have to be, um, you know, we we have to be happy about and yeah. gracious for and um, go hug your loved ones yes. more often. Uh, we are going to talk about some fantasy stuff that's it's going to happen in week t- 18. It's a very strange week for a lot of different reasons. There's some games with huge playoff implications. We don't even know who's going to be in the playoffs. In some cases, we, I think the sixth and seventh, excuse me, the seventh seed in the AFC is still up for grabs. The seventh seed in the NFC up for grabs. Uh, we've got like 10 games that have some kind of playoff implications. Uh, but Kate, I want to talk about some, some quarterbacks this week. I, offhand, I think we have six rookie quarterbacks starting this week. Is that right? We've got Kenny Pickett. We've got Desmond Ritter. We've got Sam Howell. We've got Skylar Thompson. We've got Brock Purdy. Am I missing one? Maybe five. Maybe five is rarely. I think that I think no Malik Willis. No. So it's only five this week, but uh, I want to ask you about Sam Howell. Somebody who yes, I know you've liked for a while. He is finally getting his chance to start here in week 18. Uh, before we even talk about what he's going to do this week, my question to you is simple. How likely is it that he opens up 2023 as the day one starter for the Washington Commanders? I think you mean how likely oh, is it? <laughs> um, I like. I think this is likely personally. Um, I like. I think the Commanders would be kind of silly to. Um, to roll back Carson Wentz, like we, I think we talked about it on Monday's show. The team had already said that they're interested in Carson Wentz for the 2023 season. Um, and Carson Wentz heard that, and he's like, you know, I'm not really feeling that, and went out and uh, destroyed the entire game. Like it just yeah. absolutely blew up. Um, maybe, maybe that's our subconscious sign that he's just not ready to be uh, a commander for yet another season. But I mean, Sam Howell, I, I think we're going to get into his, uh, just kind of reviewing him as a prospect, but I like, if you're telling me right now that Sam Howell doesn't pose as much upside as Carson Wentz, I think you're out of your mind. Um, and I, I think, I personally think that the game that Sam Howell plays is a much safer floor than that of, of what we're getting from Carson Wentz. Um, I'm I'm willing to buy uh, on the off chance that your league mates are not. I, I'm willing to buy because it's just so cheap. To get him right now. I mean, he basically you throw a quarter at him, and there, there you go. Um, a quarter. Uh, I, the thing is, there's a lot of weapons. That, that's what's so interesting about this whole offense is, man, you look at the receiving core, like not only this year, but like long-term, Terry McLaurin, C- Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, pretty pretty nice. Uh, even Diami Brown, who Sam Howell knows a little bit from his days in North Carolina. Uh, the running back situation's good. The offensive line, I think, could be better next year once it's healthier. Um, man, it, it wouldn't take a lot for Sam Howe, especially with his legs to become a pretty relevant fantasy and dynasty quarterback. So yeah, I think 
I think now that we know it's not going to be Carson Wentz and we know that it's not going to be Taylor Heineke long term, why not? Why not? I mean, I yeah, let's not forget that Sam Howell was a, a projected first round pick. Um, he was PFF's uh, QB two on their big board as a true freshman. He put up the second highest graded season they've ever had from a true a true freshman quarterback, which. Uh, like I think tells you all you need to know about Sam Howell. The best part about Sam Howell is that um, he's tough. Uh, he's, he's like got a, a nice build to him. He's got a little bit of meat on the bones. Um, six one, 218 pounds, but he's got an aspect of the run game. Like he's not the athlete that Desmond Ritter is, but no, he's got the build uh, and the toughness that he's able to be kind of just elusive by nature of yards after contact and um, his ability to withstand defenders. I think there's a lot to like about Sam Howell. Uh, he, he accomplished a lot on the ground at UNC. And I think um, for fantasy, especially like, let's not forget that is the fantasy cheat code. And if Sam Howell comes in and like, let's say rushing average of, you know, 30 yards a game, He's going to be fantasy relevant. Yeah, yeah. he's going to be fantasy relevant. 100% agree. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about week 18 and some of these quarterbacks that are playing. But before we do that, Kate, we want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Just checked at Bet Online. Uh, we got some news that Joe Flacco starting for the Jets. Uh, the line immediately moved from Jets minus one to Dolphins minus three. So there you go. J- apparently, Joe Flacco is worth. Uh, Negative four points on a line compared to Mike White. What a what a wild season! <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's uh, surprising for me. That is surprising I, for me. All right, I I got a question for you. Let's let's take out Sam Howell. Let's take out Kenny Pickett. If you could have your choice between any of these other rookie quarterbacks that are starting this week, between Desmond Ritter, Brock Purdy, Skylar Thompson, we could even throw Matt Corral, who hasn't played yet this season. Um, Bailey Zappi, who we saw for a couple of games. Malik Willis, who's not starting this week, which tells you basically everything you need to know. Which one do you want to go out and add this offseason? Uh, Marcus, this is really hard. I'm still going to roll with Desmond Ritter, okay? Um, and the, it's really tough for me to go back to the well. I don't think you need to go out on a limb um, and and get crazy with, with you know what you use to acquire, um, averaging just 160 pass yards per game, um, isn't being overly efficient uh, in his rushing performance. But I think um, that I, I liked the mental aspects of his game enough coming out of Cincinnati that I think he's got the physical tools. Like it, what we need to work on is accuracy. Um, what we need to work on is chemistry with receivers. But I'd love to see what he can do out there with Drake London, with Kenny Pickett, 
like get both of these guys on the field at the same time with reps because you know you'll remember Marcus they didn't get him any first team reps yeah. until he was suddenly asked to start um it well, was that's the benefit like Kenny Pickett's had is Pickett's played Pittsburgh's gonna be the only team in the league this year to start the same five offensive linemen in every single game George Pickens has played every game yeah Johnson I believe has played every game like there's just a lot of continuity there yep Hasn't been the and that gives you so much opportunity like yeah. to get your timing right and yeah like, you know, we can we can talk about the accuracy issues of Desmond Ritter, which wasn't not coming out of the draft. But like some of that, like can be helped with more reps uh, with specific receivers and understanding timing. And if he can make those improvements, I do think that the upside, especially with him as a rusher, given his athleticism, that is very intriguing to me. Um, it, but. Again, needs more reps. Um, I hope they go back to the well and and see what they have in him for the 2023 season because I think the upside's high. Um, it's just a matter of making some adjustments, getting more reps, yep. and and getting down this timing with his receivers. And I think we could see some improvement. I'm going to go with Brock Purdy. I don't want to be too crazy, though. I know. Uh, well, yeah, I think that was a very measured take. I, I'm going with Brock Purdy. Okay? In the five games that he's played for the 49ers, he's thrown two touchdowns in every single game. He also has a rushing touchdown. Um, it's clear that Kyle Shanahan's giving him more uh, opportunities. Like you've seen his last four games, passing yards, 185, 217, 234, 284. They're trusting him more to make plays. And with that offense, with Christian McCaffrey, and they don't even have Debo Samuel back. And George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk starting to break out. I, I think there's a good chance that Brock Purdy is a starting quarterback in 2023 for the San Francisco 49ers. And if that's the case, I mean, I know Jimmy Garoppolo was never a guy that we wanted to start in fantasy, but he's already kind of outproducing Jimmy Garoppolo in terms of the raw numbers. So I think Purdy, maybe even more than Kenny Pickett's the guy that I want from this class. Maybe I like I'm I'm the one I'm the Kenny Pickett uh, skeptic here, but I Kenny Pickett he's uh, he's impressed me he's absolutely impressed me. The stats have not been impressive, um, like the fantasy performance, not been impressive, but performance on the field, you've got to be pretty happy with with what you've seen, especially yeah. over the but, last few weeks. Yes, I, I agree. The problem is. You're just not getting the stats. Like it's great that he's having these fourth quarter comeback wins, but part of the reason why they're having to come back in the fourth quarter is he's just not playing that well in the first three quarters, right? And it's like, how long can you continue to play this style of football? With Mike Tomlin, you probably can play it all year. Like he just wants <laughs> to play. He just wants to play these ugly, muck it up type of games, right? And that's how they they kind of want to get to nine, ten wins that way, but. If you're looking at it from a fantasy perspective, you want a quarterback that's want to go out there and win the game in the first two quarters, and it just doesn't feel like the Steelers trust Kenny Pickett to do that yet. And I think, like, I mean, interestingly, I think this also comes back to the play calling and what are our expectations of Kenny Pickett and this offense with the play calling that's that's 
in place right now because the play calling definitely switches. Uh, you know, they hit that, you know, the last couple drives of the game and suddenly they're, they're playing up tempo. They're, uh, they're, they're getting into a rhythm and why they're not playing uh, the, uh, the style offense that they've been playing in the fourth quarter is beyond me because it's, because it's too risky for Mike Tomlin. That's what it is. Right. There's too much variance that can happen. But the variance that we've seen is no offense. Like I know. I, we've seen stalled drives. It like it doesn't make sense for me. But um, honestly, I I'm kind of worried that these uh, you know end of game drives, uh, these these end of game wins that we've seen out of Kenny Pickett. I'm praying to to the good Lord that this does not keep Matt Canada in place as the play caller for another season. I'm almost worried that his late game heroics are going to buy Matt Canada more time. And honestly, I think that's to Kenny Pickett's detriment. Um, His, his development, his ears. I hope that I hope he, I hope he stays. (laughs) Marcus. uh, See that, that tells you everything you need to know. If Marcus wants Matt Canada to stay, uh, then that means it's very bad for the Steelers and (laughs) we need to move on. So if, Uh, if Mr. Rooney, if you're listening here, uh, I'm sure you are. I'm sure he's a big dynasty he's football a big, fan. He is. He should be, man. He's built the ultimate dynasty himself. Uh, but I, sure, you know, point. Marcus, I think, I think we all know that regardless of trajectory for Kenny Pickett, um, like if you want a guy that's probably locked in to be the starter for a long time and you can yeah. kind of sit, but my issue is that with, you know, these kind of late game surges, people are getting excited about the prospect. I do worry that you're going to have to overpay right now for Kenny Pickett. Um, it, it, my, my problem is with Pickett is I agree. I think if you want the guy that's most likely to be at every week starter in the NFL for the next six years, it's Kenny Pickett with, without a doubt. Like he just has the most safety because of the organization, the draft capital and all, all that kind of stuff. But is he going to end up actually kind of hurting you in the long run in Dynasty Leagues Probably. if he's just kind of taking up a roster spot and you never really feel comfortable as a, as your QB one, and you know you just you're not getting those 300 yard passing games? I don't know. He, he's a tough one because I I just don't see the upside of him like I see in some of the other quarterbacks in this class. Agree. Yeah, we're on the same page here, Marcus. I. I, you know, again, I'm going to eat my words here and say that I, uh, I was wrong. Um, and I, I discounted Kenny Pickett too quickly because what we've seen is, has been exciting, but for fantasy, I'm not bought in yet. Um, no, cause I think with Pickett starting, this is still like the 30th offense in the league in points per game. Mm-hmm. It's not, yeah, he's, uh, I, I also say his touchdown percentage, uh, of all rookie quarterbacks in the last, I think two decades to start is second worst of all time. Wow. Yeah. That's, so. that's not great. So while they are getting these wins, it's just, it's not translating to a lot of big performances on offense for the Steelers or for your fantasy teams. But again, there's a lot of safety there because he has been leading them to wins. He does have the first round draft capital and the Steelers are probably going to make the playoffs in his first year, which is kind of wild. Crazy. So. Uh, let's hope that doesn't happen. All right, that is it for today's <laughs> show. Thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen today. For your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL podcast, bringing you the local insights you love to the national spotlight with daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories. 
Lockdown NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Go check out Kate on Twitter, at Kate Magic. Also check out her work at the Gaming Society. Fantastic website over there. You can follow me on Twitter, at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy the final week of the 2022-2023 season. We'll be back on Monday to break it all down. Talk a little playoffs. See you guys next time.